This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Trojan fans. It's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Oh, Trojan fans, welcome to an emergency edition of the Parastyle Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Abraham. It's Monday night, July 26th, the eve of Pac-12 Media Day. A little request on the Parastyle. That's our premium message board. Make sure you go check that out. Uh, Pocho Cam said, we need an emergency podcast right now. USC might be in the Big Ten before we get an update. I need some insider info. So Pocho Cam, I needed to do the podcast. I told him we weren't going to do one. But I said, you know what? I'm here in my room. Why don't I just do a podcast right now? Because there is a lot going on in the world of college football. The college football landscape has changed. The Mount Rushmore of it is all being re-sculpted. Everything is changing about college football. You thought NIL was a big deal. You thought being able to transfer one time without penalties is a big deal. Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC. Now that's a big deal. And that's going to send shockwaves throughout college football, and I want to talk about where USC fits in this whole thing and the Pac-12 and all of that on the eve of Pac-12 uh, Media Day. But I want to let you guys know, Pac-12 Media Day, we are doing a special over at uscfootball.com. So if you're not a member right now, sign up 50% off your annual subscription to uscfootball.com. Get all the insider info on USC, or you get buck $1 for your first month. So you don't want to spend much, a dollar, and you get a month of access that'll bring you into uh, Pac-12 Media Day, like we have tomorrow, but also USC Fall Camp, a lot of that. So a lot of value there. Make sure you check it out and get on the Peristyle. That's where this request came from. And uh, there's just all these guys talking about USC football 24 hours a day, uh, 365 days a year. It's the place you got to be. A lot of boosters, a lot of insiders posting what they think, a lot of interesting opinions out there. So make sure you go check it out. You can do that on uscfootball.com. And also just want to thank... Our sponsor, Trader Joe's. I'm really bummed. I went over to TraderJoe's.com. They had a milkshake contest that I didn't take part of. They look awesome. So go over to TraderJoe's.com or you can check out their Instagram page. I'm a milkshake connoisseur. I love milkshakes. People submitted recipes and there was winners. You got to go check it out. They look pretty awesome over there. But all, all kinds of great stuff at Trader Joe's. Uh, my fridge is full of their stuff. So I hope you guys uh, go over and check it out. And if you're tailgating on campus, which you can this year, uh, we assume you can, Go over to Trader Joe's uh, at the University Village. Man, just great stuff uh, over there. So go check that out. All right. Well, let's get into what's going on. So what are we talking about? Um, essentially, we heard last week that uh, Texas and Oklahoma were potentially going to leave the Big 12 and potentially join 
the SEC. Who leaked it? Uh, I forget the reporter's name. I'm sorry. It was for the Houston Chronicle, but he's the Texas A&M beat reporter for the Houston Chronicle. Does a great job. My apologies. I don't have his name in front of me, but he's the one that originally broke the story. But he was at SEC Media Days when he did it. Now, why would you say that? Well, what's the SEC team that wouldn't want Texas and Oklahoma to join the SEC? That would be Texas A&M. And they were assured uh, 10 years ago, I believe it was, that those schools would not be joining. But that was Mike Slive um, you know, back then. Uh, now you've, you know, you've got this conference that's on top of the college football world with Greg Sankey running the show. And uh, he's going against rookie conference commissioners in the ACC, the Big Ten, and now the Pac-12. And he was just, oh, man. I mean, just the negotiations when he was talking about the college football playoff. Uh, and you have, um, you know, talking you're, you're talking about the college football playoff. Hey, we're going to expand to 12 teams. And hey, this is going to work out. Great. You got Bob Bosley there that you're basically stabbing in the back talking about this. Um, it's insane how this all went down and he's able to know that they're talking to Texas and Oklahoma on the sly. And Bob Bosley talked about, yeah, we're going to be great. We're going to expand the college football playoff. And, you know, and Sankey's like, yeah, Bob, you'll be able to get probably Texas and Oklahoma in every year. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Oh, by the way, we're going to have Texas and Oklahoma in our conference and not yours. So um, so the news, uh, as far as how this went down, there was a joint statement uh, on Monday, uh, Monday morning, joint statement from Texas and Oklahoma. The University of Texas at Austin and the University of Oklahoma notified the Big 12 Athletic Conference today that they will not be renewing their grants of media rights following expiration in 2025. So it was a joint statement between the two rival schools. Um, and then Bob Bosley came out with his own statement uh, from, you know, he's the Big 12 commissioner. Although our eight members are disappointed with the decisions of these two institutions, we recognize that intercollegiate athletics is experiencing rapid change, will most likely look much different in 2025 than it does currently. Uh, the Big 12 Conference will continue to support our member institutions' efforts to graduate student-athletes and compete for Big 12 and NCAA championships. Like many others, we will use the next four years to fully assess what the landscape will look like in 2025 and beyond. The remaining eight institutions will work together in a collaborative manner to thoughtfully and strategically position the Big 12 Conference for continued success both athletically and academically long into the future." That sounds very Larry Scott-like um, from a statement there. The reality is the Big 12 has been gutted. The power does not lie in the conference. It lies in the major brands in the conference. And that's Texas and Oklahoma. And if you look at the NBA, does it matter who your coach is or does it matter who your star player is? The star players have the power. If LeBron James doesn't like the head coach, He's gone. You're keeping LeBron. You're not saying our, our head coach is great. LeBron, we're going to have to move you. That doesn't work that way. The players have the power in the NBA. And the major brands have the power in college athletics. And this is shown right here with Texas and Oklahoma. The other programs in the Big Ten or the Big 12 are now scrambling. And they're trying to figure out what they can do. 
I don't think all eight are going to stick together. You're going to go wherever you can. I think an Oklahoma State or Texas Tech would love to join the Pac-12. Does it make sense? We'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. But that's they're going to try to do what's best for them. And the But the fact that Texas and Oklahoma left changes everything. There's no one you can add if you're the Big 12 that's going to move the needle and make you the Big 12 again. The Big 12 is is dead as we know it. And maybe you become some sort of conference that's just not going to be a power five. I mean, I don't know. They'd have to get like, they'd have to join with the Pac-12 or like get USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon to have like any chance or somehow steal major programs from the Big Ten or wherever or join with the ACC. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things on the table right now. And if you're the Pac-12, there's some good here for sure. Because one of your rival conferences, actually a conference that made more money than you, has been gutted. And it's not you. Pac-12 could be gutted at some point in the future, in the near future. But for right now, it hasn't been. And it's the Big 12 that has. So it's Bob Bosley's, you know, I don't know. His conference is going to be on life support and uh, the power went out. Like, I just don't know what else you can do if you're him. Um, And I don't think... Long term, you want Texas and Oklahoma in there, in the conference. Um, it was going to cost about seventy-five million dollars for each of them to leave. I think when Maryland left the ACC, they had to pay about thirty million. Um, this is more significant. Now they got more money. The SEC might want to pay, but in the end of the at the end of the day, the Big Twelve might just go away, and they don't have to pay anything. Um, if you're Texas and Oklahoma. You don't want to be in a conference where everyone hates you, um, which, you know, they already were in a conference where everyone hates you, but now you're you're leaving. Are you going to get the calls from the refs and stuff? I mean, there's a lot of things that there's reasons why you'd want to go early. And I think for the Big 12, you'd want that to go too. But the problem is the longer they stay around, the more you're going to make that money. I think the Big 12 schools make about $38 million a year. It's more than Pac-12. That's going to cut in half at least uh, without Texas and Oklahoma. So the Big 12 is in a bad spot. Um, and then the Pac-12, I don't think it's in a great spot, but there's some options there. And this is the eve of Pac-12 Media Day. So we're going to hear from George Klyovkov and there's you know, complete change in the college football landscape. And it's going to be up to, to George Klyovkov to figure out what the best thing is for the conference going forward. I don't think adding like an Oklahoma State and a Texas Tech is going to move the needle that much. Um, you, What you need to do when you're adding institutions like that is increase the overall pie, but realize you're also adding extra slices. How much does Oklahoma State and how much does Texas Tech uh, add to the pie? Probably not enough to justify the extra slices that will be taken out of the pie. And if you look at the Big 12 in general, they don't have the kind of media markets that the Pac-12 does. Um, I mean, where's Washington and the, where where things rank? Top three or four or something like that? There's still you got Seattle, you know, the the Bay Area schools. Um, you got San Francisco, you got San Jose, you got Oakland, um, you know, L.A. I mean, you, there's Salt Lake City. There's Denver. Like, there's big markets in the Pac-12 that you don't have in the Big 12. So there's some advantages there for the Pac-12. And even just, it's funny, the Pac-12 could get poached. 
And we'll talk about all that stuff too, where, where USC stands and all that. But it's sort of like the Pac-12. It might be similar to like um, Moscow, Russia, like over the years where, you know, Napoleon marching on Moscow and just trying to get through the winter. It's so remote. And basically you just die trying to get there. And, and same thing with, with Hitler in World War II. Um, there's natural defenses when you're trying to get all the way to Moscow. Like you got to go all the way to Eugene and try to pluck Oregon out. There's some natural defenses. It's just pretty far away. Um, so what? So how does that work? Uh, maybe that's good for George Klyovkov, knowing that his schools are still remote and it might be harder for the SEC or the Big Ten or you know ACC even to try to come in and poach those schools. So if you're George Klyovkov, you're kind of using that, that, that West Coast to your advantage at this point. you got to try to keep these brands happy. And if you recall um, you know, how this all applies, you know, what does it mean for USC? Well, I think, first of all, it shows, you know, we talked about Texas, Oklahoma. Those are the powers, right? That's where the power lies. They decide to leave. Everyone else is screwed. If USC decides to leave, everyone else is screwed. And it's USC has that power. Now, they haven't wielded that power for a long time. And, you know, they had terrible leadership and they just went along with the parody paradigm in the Pac-12 with Larry Scott. Um, you know, you had Pat Hayden, you had Lynn Swan. They didn't know what they were doing. And they just went along with whatever Larry Scott said instead of saying, hey, you know, we're the brand here. We should have, a, you know, a seat at the table. We should be making some of these decisions or helping make these decisions. And USC never did. They just went along for the ride. And a few years ago at one of the Pac-12 uh, conference championship games. I think I was doing like a podcast or doing some kind of pregame show. Larry Scott was speaking. Dan Weber was going to go down. And I told Dan, like, can you do me a favor? Ask Larry Scott what's more important, parity or making the college football playoff? And Dan asked my question to, to Larry, and Larry said parity. And he's regretted ever since. He's had to go back on it, and it's really haunted him uh, for all these years. But I knew that was the right question to ask because – he was doing all these things to ensure parity. He was trying to accentuate the positives of his conference instead of looking at what really was important, and that's winning championships in football and basketball. He would focus on, I mean, when the Pac-12 won, it, won its 500th championship, the beginning of Pac-12 Media Day, it was like four or five years ago, the first five minutes was dedicated to the women's rowing team at the University of Washington. Like, Literally, for Pac-12 Football Media Day, that's what Larry Scott trotted out there. Like, that's what he talked about for the first five minutes. No mention of football. So that's where he got it wrong, or one of the many reasons he got it wrong. And if you're a Pac-12 fan, USC fan, you got to hope George Klyovkov gets it right. Now, he said this week uh, to John Wilner, he said, I want to be 100% clear. Going forward, every decision at the conference level will be made not to reach parity, but to optimize the number of playoff invitations and the number of national championships. That makes a ton of sense. And it's he comes in and looks at what Larry Scott's mistakes were and doing the exact opposite, which is perfect. That's what you want to hear. And that's good for USC because in the past, they've done things to hurt the major brands. They would have like Washington play Oregon when Oregon's coming off a bye and Washington played like a Friday road game or whatever. Um, they would put their marquee brands in disadvantageous situations 
and that was just not right. Like they would never do that to Alabama and the SEC or Ohio State and the Big Ten. And so they did that to SC and UCLA and Oregon, Washington. They've done that to those programs in the interest of parity. Well, George Klyovkov realizes parity is not the way to go. And what does that mean for USC? Well, you are the brand. You are the power in the conference. There's a lot of options on the table going forward. And I think any option is going to be USC will be better suited in a better position than anyone else in the conference. Um, there's a lot of things that have been talked about. You know, USC could stay in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 could expand and add some programs. Whatever USC does, though, I think they, you know, Mike Bone and George Klayovkov are going to have to work together. You know, we talked to Mike Bone on the Paracel podcast a year or so ago, and he said, when I asked him, could you go independent? He said everything was on the table. And that caused some ripples here on the West Coast with college football media, but it made sense. Now, he's backed off that some, and I think he really does want to work with George Klyovkov, but USC's going to have some power, and Mike Bone's going to have some power, and he's going to have George Klyovkov's ear, and they're going to make decisions at the conference level that aren't to make Oregon State better. It's to make Oregon and USC better, um, to make them better programs that can make the college football playoff. So I think if you're George Klyovkov, you're going to talk to Oregon. Now, he's he's going to go on this tour and visit all the campuses and go on a listening tour. I think you're going to listen a little harder when you know Oregon talks or USC talks than when maybe Washington State talks. But you're going to listen to everyone, which is great. But you're not going to make a decision like, you know what, we want to be fair to um, you know Colorado in this situation. No, no. Like, if there's something that hurts Colorado a little bit but helps Oregon like make the college football playoff, you do the thing that helps Oregon make the college football playoff. You don't do the thing that helps Colorado a little bit. And I think that's the way things are going to be going forward. And Mike Bone should have a you know have his ear, and they should be able to be part of this decision making process. Because if you don't keep USC happy, what's to stop the Trojans from doing exactly what Texas and Oklahoma did? Now, if you listen, uh, I listen. I like listening to a lot of college football podcasts. There's some great reporters out there: Bruce Feldman, Stuart Mandel, Pete Thamel, got you know Andy Staples, guys I like. Um, so, Pete Thamel had an interesting thing to say. Texas could go independent. Now, and the, the process of what's been going on is this morning, like we talked about, they made, you know, they they announced that they were going to renew. Probably they're both going to go to the SEC. But, you know, the ACC would try to get them. The Big Ten might try to. Uh, but it looks like everything's pointing towards the SEC right now. But Texas is an oppor- has an opportunity to go independent the, because they have bigger markets. They have this brand, this national brand or somewhat national brand, um, it's not out of the question that they could go independent and potentially more, make more money. And one of the benefits of going independent, if you're in a conference, there's going to be media rights deals are going to be up for grabs, right? There's going to be more people playing in that space, Amazon or Netflix or whatever. Um, the SEC, you know, ESPN is, is controlling the SEC, the college football playoff. They have a domination of that. Fox will probably be more dominating with the Big Ten. Um, Where's CBS going to end up? You know, NBC, or they just stick with Notre Dame, the streaming services. If you're Texas, now you're joining the SEC, you're going to make a crap load of money. It's just going to be huge. But 
Um, like say you're the Pac-12 and Amazon wants to sign the Pac-12. Well, would it be better for Amazon to sign just USC? The inventory of games, when you get all the USC home games, they're going to be better than you don't have to play the Colorado-Oregon State game, where if you're getting a conference, there's some inventory that you don't necessarily want that's not going to be as good. Um, NBC gets pretty much all good games because they got all Notre Dame games, you know? Um, so there's a benefit to that. And that's why Texas being independent is still somewhat of an option. I don't know how far along they are in the talks with the SEC. At this point now, the presidents from Texas and Oklahoma have to officially you know, tell us the SEC they would like to join, they, you know, uh, inquire about being a member. Then the member institutions uh, would have to vote on it in the SEC. And you get, I think they need, uh, they can only have three people say no. Um, obviously, Texas A&M is one of those that, you know, didn't really want uh, Texas or Oklahoma to come with them. They liked having, you know, Texas and the SEC all to themselves. But I don't think they're going to have much of a choice in this. Uh, and I know the Texas A&M athletic director was on with Paul Feinbaum on his show and was told 10 years ago when they joined the SEC that, um, you know, like I talked about, that it's more about, uh, you know, they weren't going to bring Texas or or Oklahoma. Well, that was that was Mike's live. Um, this is a whole different ballgame. It's business. And it's going to make every, you know, it's going to, it's, this is a rising tide that's going to lift all boats. So, um, yeah, I think there's some options there, but it looks like Texas and Oklahoma, they're just going to go through the process of joining the SEC. But what Pete Thamel said uh, about Texas going independent, he thought it was a toss-up between USC and Texas as far as which one would have an easier road to independence. And it's not necessarily about, hey, when's the last time you won a championship or whatever. It's, uh, you know, it's more about your brand. It's more about your mar- market. And USC would bring a lot to the table. That Notre Dame game alone is is very important. It's an important part of Notre Dame's contract with uh, NBC. You know, the, the NBC independent thing would be interesting where they would have all the USC and Notre Dame games. Um, that could be interesting. You know, a streaming service. I think that you have to at least explore that as an option. And I think seeing what Texas and Oklahoma are doing proves that who needs who more? Does USC need the Pac-12 more than the Pac-12 needs USC? It's certainly that the Pac-12 needs USC more than USC needs the Pac-12. Now, USC hasn't acted like that, um, but that's the truth. And now Mike Bowen has the opportunity to act like it, knowing like, hey, we have, we're holding a lot of the cards here. We have a lot of power, so you should listen to what we have to say, um, which is good for USC. Even if you just stay in the Pac-12, Maybe you get a bigger piece of the pie. Whatever it is, you should have more power than what USC has wielded in the past. And just Texas and Oklahoma leaving shows that, hey, it's really nice, Oklahoma State, but sorry, you you just don't. And they've been a great program. They've won championships in other. They've invested a lot. Um, they've had you know really good football teams. They've won other championships. But they're still Oklahoma State, and it's not Oklahoma. It's not Texas. Um, you know, Utah's been great, you know. Uh, we've seen some some good things from uh, programs like that. Iowa State, you know, but you're not Oklahoma. You're not Texas. You're not USC. And that's where USC kind of has to, to you know, put their big boy pants on and show everyone, hey, you got to take us seriously here. 
And I know it doesn't matter. And people, when I talk about this, they were like, oh, they've won one conference title in the last 10 years. That doesn't matter. It's the brand. It's, it's the brand more than what you've done lately. It's the fact that you've got seven Heismans in your you know closet and you got 11 national championships and you got like the most draft picks, all that stuff. That's what matters, not you only won one conference title in the last 10 years or whatever. That doesn't freaking matter. Like to a, a to a, a TV, you know, uh, a, you know, when they're signing you to a TV contract, it's more about how many eyeballs are we going to get? And, you know, how important is this going to be? Are their games going to be? They're going to be important. So the, the point for me is I think USC is in a good position almost no matter what. Just staying in the Pac-12, I think you're going to get a better deal. You're going to work your way towards a better deal. And you can help uh, the Pac-12 try to get better and compete. At a minimum, I think you got to do something like partner with the Big Ten. And there's been that symbiotic relationship uh, in the past, not just through the Rose Bowl, but for other stuff too. So I think something along those lines. But if you're USC, you got to do what's best for you. Texas and Oklahoma are doing what's best for them. Not you know, Oklahoma State's upset. Uh, you know, they're not doing what's best for the state of Oklahoma. Well. USC doesn't need to do what's best for the state of California. They need to do what's best for USC. And there's some really interesting options out there. Andy Staples wrote a thing about the Big Ten should go to the Pac-12 and not get like two teams, get six teams. The California schools plus Oregon and Washington. There's been reports about maybe a Colorado or something going uh, with USC. With USC and UCLA, there's obviously a pairing there. But with UCLA and Cal, you got the Board of Regents. There's there's more political things that would go on with those state schools than um, when like a USC or a Stanford that are, that are private schools. Same thing with Oregon and Washington. I mean, what, you know, what, uh, what's the state going to say, the state government going to say if, if the Ducks leave the Beavers or the Huskies leave the Cougars? Um, but those are all interesting options just football-wise. I think that would be great. But for your USC... You pretty much every scenario where something someone's poaching somebody from the, the Pac-12, USC is involved unless they don't want to be. And if they don't want to be, if someone's getting poached and they don't want to be involved, I think that's a problem. Unless it's like the Mountain West or something. But you're so for USC, it's like could they go with UCLA somewhere, like an independent deal with Notre Dame and just be on NBC? Like yeah, they could do something like that or join some other conference like the Big Ten. USC and UCLA could do that potentially together or the California schools or, but pretty much every pairing USC and Oregon go somewhere. USC is involved in every one of them. So they're not going to be left without a dance partner, but there's scenarios where all those other programs you could see for some reason, like UCLA doesn't go and USC does or Oregon doesn't get to go. And it's just the California schools. Um, So the good thing if you're USC is any kind of deal that someone's coming to poach uh, the people in your neighborhood, you're you're the first pick. And being the first pick, I think, has its advantages. So I think that's something Mike Bone has to realize and kind of move going forward. The one thing we know is college football is changed. It's very different than it was before. You can stick, hold on to tradition all you want, um, but you're going to be passed. You have to have the vision. You have to have the foresight to know we just can't sit on our laurels. We can't stand pat and think we're going to advance. The Pac-12 is falling further and further behind. 
just trying to play catch up is going to be an impossible task. Well, now, I mean, people are leaps and bounds ahead of you. And you have new conference commissioners at three of the major five conferences. And one, and one of the other conference commissioners basically just gutted. So his power has been significantly diminished. What are you going to do? Um, is Greg Sankey is going to be running the whole show and the ESPN is running the whole show. You got to be part of this somehow. And I, to be honest, the best scenario would be probably to be part of the big 10 because at least there would be two. And I think someone mentioned it like at some point, like the big 10 grabs more teams, the sec grabs more teams and it's going to be like the AFC and the NFC in college football. I don't know what you can do just staying in the pac 12 and I'm going to be really interested to hear what George Klyovkov has to say about the future of the conference in, in the media day tomorrow. Probably by the time you're listening to this, it'll be media day. But um, there's a lot of options out there. And I think if you're USC, it's probably going to work out for you either way because this is a thing where you are the one, you're the LeBron James, you know, you're the Kevin Durant. You're not, um, you know, I guess Greg Popovich is a bad uh, example, but you, um, you're you not the coach that could get run out because the star player doesn't like you. You're the star player. And I feel like that's the kind of thing that USC hasn't taken advantage of in the past. So, I mean, I would just say buckle up because things are changing extremely fast. And... You think NIL is a big deal. You think one-time transfers are a big deal. This new realignment is going to be the biggest thing, um, in my opinion, the biggest thing that we've seen because I think it's going to change the college football landscape forever. It already has, and it's going to. And I think it's going to continue to do that. And, I mean, if I'm in the Pac-12, pretty much if I'm anyone but USC, I'm getting a little worried. As good as Oregon's been, Oregon should be worried because there's definitely scenarios where you're left behind. And what does that do to your brand? You need USC. USC could leave and not have Oregon and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, so it's, uh, I would say overall, the shakeup is good for USC. If George Klayovkov can pull a rabbit out of his hat and make the Pac-12 uh, a player, make them relevant, make them significant in the college football landscape, switch college football from moving towards a regional sport to back to a national sport, I think that's good for USC and obviously for the entire Pac-12. But in the case that that's not going to happen or can't happen or he can't deliver that, then you got to keep your options open and maybe you join uh, the Big Ten. Maybe you go independent. I don't know. Texas could pull a fast one on everyone and say, we're going independent. Sorry, Oklahoma, you can go to the uh, the SEC. Um, heck, Texas goes independent, and then Oklahoma and USC go to the SEC. I don't know. Like, there's you have to you have to keep an open mind because there's a lot of things uh, that can happen out there, and we just we're just not sure, um, you know, what those are going to be. But you need the vision, you need the foresight to be able to say this is the way things have always been. But they're probably not going to stay that way. Or not probably. They're definitely not going to stay that way. Um, 
So it depends. Where do you think USC's leadership lies? You know, and I know Mike Bone gets a lot of criticism because he hasn't made a change at the head coach. I think this is more important, uh, really, than than a head coach right now. I think if you know USC doesn't win big this year, they'll get a new head coach and all that. But really, where's the future of the athletic department? Where's the future of the program? Um, that's where he's going to make his money. And that's where you're going to define USC football going forward. I think there's decisions that USC could make and Mike Bone could make that leaves USC irrelevant in the college football landscape. And there's ones that could leave them extremely relevant. And those are the ones you got to pick. Do you want to continue to be uh, a player in college football, one of the top five brands in the country? You have to make some some good decisions and maybe tough decisions and maybe decisions that leave your partners from for many, many years behind. Um, there's potential for all of that. So I would say buckle up, everybody, because this is going to be, uh, it's definitely going to be a fun ride. But there's, yeah, make sure you check out the site because we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, we'll have uh, four or five people down there at Pac-12 Media Day getting all kinds of uh, reports and everything. And like I mentioned, we have our 50% off annual subscription sale going on for Pac-12 Media Day. So go check it out. If you haven't been a subscriber, go check it out. Read the Peristyle. Get on there every day because there's always interesting stuff going on. There's all the uh, college football um, awards and everything going on, the uh, preseason you know, watch list awards. I honestly hate the watch list awards, but there's a lot of USC Trojans being named in those. So, if, you know, Drake Jackson was a Butkus Award finalist today. Thorpe Award, Chris Steele got named uh, earlier today. So it's a preseason award watch list season, which, yeah, do I think it's worthless? But, you know, you get some stuff out of it. And uh, we'll be able to talk to Keaton Slovis and Drake London at Pac-12 Media Day from the USC side. And, of course, Head coach Clay Helton, but starting the day will be George Klayovkov at eight in the morning. So I will be down there bright and early and uh, getting stuff from not just USC, but from the round, around the Pac 12 USC's opponents and also for the Podcast of Champions, the Pac 12 podcast that I do every week with David Woods, who covers uh, UCLA for uh, Bruin Report Online. So we do that show together. Make sure you check that one out if you haven't done that either. But this is an exciting time in college football, and uh, I think it's good to be a big brand and USC is a big brand. So I think they're in a good spot. You just got to make the right decisions and, uh, and move on going forward. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this emergency edition of the Parastyle podcast. We will get you tons of content up on the site from PAC 12 media day. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, this is Ryan Abraham. Hope you enjoyed the show and we will talk to you next time. You may have noticed that shopping at Trader Joe's is unlike shopping at other markets. People ask us all the time how we manage to have such unique, interesting, and delicious products at such great everyday prices. This is Dan Bain of Trader Joe's. The answer is simple. It's all in the way we do business. We buy directly from the manufacturer whenever possible. This helps to keep our costs low, and we pass those savings on to you. No gimmicks, just great values at honest prices. Every day at Trader Joe's. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. 
Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.